to Constant Smiles. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Constant Smiles Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Constantine, here with my buddy, Elijah Desmond. What's up, Elijah? Hey, Rich. How you doing? Good, man. Good, good. Long time to see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you can still wear that jersey. <laughs> and it, it was it was it was a tough game that we just that we just went through but i'm still wearing number two nice and proud we'll be back so yeah i bet the, the front of it looks nice and clean the back i bet it got grass stains all over it <laughs> oh my goodness so hey everybody welcome back to constant smiles uh, we have our guest Devin jordan uh who actually happens to be my best friend and uh, we just came from the game, but we get to interview Devin uh, today. So I'm super excited to, to, to hear from you, Devin, and uh, to do this interview. But first off, I'm going to give you Devin's backstory. So Devin actually, um, he actually played for Ohio State University as a football player and got injured uh, during, his, uh, during his career. And now he is coaching at the University of Akron. Uh, also, he is the president of Beyond the Game, which... Uh, essentially is a nonprofit organization for kids and its focus is what happens after football, right? Or after uh, sports in general. And so uh, he is uh, here to, uh, with us today and super excited for this interview, but you know, Devin, we get to know people from music first. So Rich, I'm going to let you take that away. Well, first off, thanks for being with us, uh, Devin. Uh, I know it's a, Tough loss this past weekend for you. Hey, it's all it's all it's all good. We beat Clemson, you know what I'm saying? So it's That's all true. good. You know, <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but uh getting right into it here. Um, we always like to ask two questions of our patients first. And my question always is because I I like old school music, uh, the kind of stuff I used to listen to in high school and in college. Um, what's that one song that like takes you back to those days that when you get in your car and you, you hear it play, just it takes you back to those days of playing football at Maslin. Man, I don't know about playing football, but one of my classic songs is uh, Candy Rain by Soul For Real. One of my favorite songs. Uh, bring me back to like the old, old school days, you know, <laughs> the 90s, you know, 90s, 90s growing up and everything. Mm-hmm. So you think about going back to, you know, uh, skating rinks and, you know, all kind of stuff, the good old days. And <laughs> we're just hearing that song always bring me back. So every time I play it or hear on the radio, I'm always jamming out. So that's probably one of my, my top throwback songs. That is hilarious. Fox, Foxborough, right? In North Canton, skater, skater, which one? Fox or North Canton? Uh, there's one. Well, actually, I'm thinking about just back in the day in Columbus. Um, there's, a, there's a rink. I can't remember the name of it, but, you know, it was a you know really big rink. It was actually one of the first one I've ever been to. So that when I hear that song, I, it reminds me of that, you know, uh, back in the day, old school. Okay. So, you know, I'm a little bit more of a new school guy, and I want to hear the song that you're, like, bumping even till today, and the song that gets you on a 10 when you're out. What would that be? That's, that's easy. That's swag, sir. That's easy. That's easy money. That song – you know, to me, it goes back a couple of years, but it's got so popular that even like college teams play it now and before like they kick off. Like, I mean, teams are rocking. I mean, guys love that song, man. Yes. That song reminds me of Hawaii so much. I was actually living in Hawaii when that came out. Uh, and I like literally just, I just, I just learned how to surf. 
Set a song, select her. <laughs> song. I, I'll always, always remember that song for sure. <laughs> well, Devin, we uh, we want to kick off, learn a little bit about you here, but um, we we know with your your coaching and all the activities you have outside of coaching, that sometimes life can really get busy and the focus is taken away from yourself. So I'm sure as an athlete, you know, you always kept up with your training and uh, you know kept your diet nice and clean, but now that your focus is on your players. Uh, how do you find the time? What are your secrets to being able to maintain a healthy lifestyle and still still get in the gym? Well, honestly, it's uh, it's, it's pretty, you know, I guess easier than most people that go to a nine to five uh, because I work out at an athletic facility. Um, you know, I will say that uh, about a year ago, I did buy a Peloton bike, one of the best investments I ever bought in my life. So it's easy to wake up every morning and, you know, get a quick 30, four, five minute ride in, get a good sweat in. Um, but at the end of the day, that does not happen, you know, just being able to, to be uh, in a college, you know, athletic facility, I can still work out at lunch, you know, or after practice. So it's a lot easier than most, um, you know, me being a coach, but not only just a coach, but a receiver coach, you know, my players always run around. I'm trying to run around and practice. So I'm, I'm trying to keep up with them. You know, now I got three kids trying to keep up with them too. So I got to stay in shape. So I actually uh, have lost uh, probably in the last year, I lost uh, 15 pounds just trying to, you know, get back to, you know, being energetic and all that kind of stuff and just feeling good about myself. But really, at the end of the day, getting older, you know, being able to take care of your body is very important. Um, I think obviously people always focus on how you look, but really it's about how you feel. Uh, I think one thing I, you know, I really tell people all the time is, you know, you get you gain so much energy, um, you know, uh, when you kind of, you know, lose that extra weight. You know, think about just, you know, carrying around a 10, 15, 20 pound weight every day you know, all day, you know, that can, you know, weigh on you uh, in a lot of different ways. So, um, you know, I actually feel, you know, the best I've felt in probably about 10, 10 years. So it's been really good. You find that it's easier since it's something you like for me, like people say, how do you find time to work out? And it's, it's easy. Cause I mean, just like you from the time we were really young, we always had to make time in our day for it. Like everything was scheduled around that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think it's a lot. It's easier because it's really it's really who I am. Um, but I will say this, you know, when you are a top athlete, you know, um, you know, at Ohio State, you know, you're forced to do so many, you know, gruesome workouts. You know, so many guys who I know when they get done playing, like they're not working out at all because it's <laughs> like, man, I'm, I don't have to do anything. I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. and work out like crazy. No, I'm not doing it. So, you know, for me, when I stopped playing and then I stopped working out the way I was when I was playing, I actually gained a lot of weight, which a lot of guys do. And then, so I just kind of thought to myself, you know, I didn't want to do it anymore, uh, but I was still eating the same. So my body obviously couldn't handle that. Didn't understand. Obviously you got to work out to burn it off. So, um, but then now I'm kind of back to my old school, just watching what I eat and uh, still working out um, heavier than I have the last couple of years. Cool. Awesome. Devin, if you had to give like one bit of advice to all of our listeners about how you built your empire, what would it be? Oh, man, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, people always say uh, some, something, something like never give up. Um, you know, I think that's one thing that um, I see a lot of people do. They have uh, a lot of great ideas, a lot of great things that are on the horizon. Um, but when they hit that wall, you know, they find a reason why they shouldn't, you know, keep going. And a lot of times, you know, that's why I call it a breakthrough, you know, because you got to break through, you know, you can't just, you know, approach something and think it's going to be easy. Um, you know, anything that's, uh, you know, Woody Hayes has a quote, anything easy uh, isn't worth a damn. So it's like everything that's, you know, great comes hard. And um, 
um, I always, you know, encourage people to kind of keep pushing through and believe in yourself um, and, you know, not always happen to understand that everyone's going to believe in you. Um, you know, I think that's one thing I've kind of learned over the years, uh, whether it's just, you know, with football in general, you know, just kind of growing up, you know, people were saying I wasn't going to be good enough. I wasn't going to be big enough. You know, I was a little scrawny kid, you know, so um, really just kind of believing in myself and, and, and pushing um, myself to the to higher um, heights. And um, I, I think just having that mental toughness, you know, just kind of just to keep pushing yourself, uh, believing in yourself and just knowing that one day it's going to, it's going to pay off. You don't know when that day is going to be. So don't want to give up the day before it happens. Devin, do you think it's gotten easier as the years go on? You said like people didn't always believe in you at first. Do you feel like it's gotten easier, tougher, or has been the same struggle? It's actually got easier because once you overcome one battle, you know you can overcome the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth. It's just overcoming that consistently. So now when something happens or someone tells me I can't do something, I'm like, yeah, I can because I've done it 10 times before. And I'm sure you understand that being in business is like, you know, once you overcome that one hurdle, you learn that one lesson or those couple of lessons, you know, you can overcome it. The biggest thing I think people fail too is they don't learn from other people. I think when you have a group of friends or a group of family members who have struggled or had a, a certain lifestyle or a history of things and you want to break the chain, I think you have to learn from that. And you have to say, okay, why hasn't this happened? Or they did succeed. Why did that happen? And so just learning from other people's mistakes or their successes would help you as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point. I mean, the shortcuts are everything, right? And, and learning from people who've already been there. Speaking of the shortcuts, it sounds like you have a lot of them. Who's, who's your mentor? Like, who's your mentor that you look up to so they can tell you your shortcuts, essentially? Yeah, I mean, in the athletic world, it's my high school head coach, Rick Sheppes, um, and obviously my college head coach, you know, Jim Trussell. You know, those guys I look up to because those were not only my coaches, but my father figures, you know, and they have walked the path that I want to walk that I'm walking now, actually, essentially. So I think those those guys have really been instrumental in my life, and I think that's what I want to do for others. Um, even talking about, you know, guys who either I've played with or played uh, or coached uh, who are now coaching. You mean talking about Brian Hartline of Ohio State, you know, he was a guy who I was older than. You know, when he was out, I was at Ohio State, he kind of, you know, I brought him, brought him along a little bit. And when he got done playing, didn't know what he was going to do. And um, I said, hey, what do you think about coaching? You know, so now he's one of the best coaches in America right now. And so just really being able to pass the torch to others uh, so they can be successful um, just like I am and I potentially want to continue to be. Awesome. Good stuff. I, I know uh, you, had, you had the injury that might have cut your, your, your pro career a little short, but when you uh... – when you transitioned, was it an immediate transition into coaching? And uh, was it was it just your high school and college coaches that inspired you? Or was there somebody like right, right at that point in your life that really urged you, you yourself to get into coaching after your NFL career was over? Yeah, so basically when I got done playing, um, you know, Coach Trestle pulled me aside and, you know, <laughs> knew that I wanted to kind of, you know, continue to be a part of football. And uh, my receiver coach, who was Daryl Hazel at Ohio State, you know, pulled me aside as well and just wanted, you know, me to keep going along with football, stay a part of the team and, um, you know, stayed at Ohio State and coached for two years. So it was kind of hard not being able to play. But I thought it was kind of cool to be able to teach someone what you know and then go see them uh, be successful. I think once you kind of – I saw that, you know, it wasn't me, but it was someone else. But then you really see, okay, unselfishly, I can go teach five people to be great receivers 
So now I've touched five lives versus me going out there and scoring five touchdowns. It actually was a better feeling to see others be successful, um, knowing that I helped them do that versus myself just being selfish and say, I, I, you know, I'm doing all the work. I'm scoring all the touchdowns is all about me. So um, seeing other people be fruitful of things that I've learned um, really has touched my heart in a lot of different ways. And that's, that's one thing I've kind of valued about uh, coaching right now. And uh, even moving forward with a nonprofit beyond the game, just touching other people's lives, you know, and just seeing them be successful uh, means a lot. That's awesome, man. I, uh, I love playing for coaches exactly like you. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, I feel like it's, it's so much more, uh, it's so much easier to, to put out for your coach when you know that they really care, um, you know, not only to get the, the W, but how you, how you perform and how you, uh, grow and improve um you got any what, your, go ahead sorry no that's what i said that's one thing that you know sometimes the lost art is you know <clears throat> sometimes you know there's a quote that i love is you know players don't care how much you know until they know how much you care and i think there's something to be said about that because you know i can tell you you know to run a route but if i know uh or if you know that i care about you you're going to run that route into the fullest uh, capability that you have and I think that's the same thing with any any organization that you, you might run. If I'm a CEO of a company and and my staff knows I care about them, they're willing to work a little harder. They're willing to stay a little longer and knowing that I care about them versus if I'm just telling them what to do, I don't care. And you're going to get more out of people when you genuinely care about people. And that's that's a lost art, you know, in a lot of different degrees because everyone's worried about how much money can I make? How fast can I climb the ladder? Which is great, you know, but I think at the end of the day, you know, you'll be able to, you know, not only climb that ladder and be successful, but when you get there, when you get to the top, you'll be able to sustain a lot longer because you built bridges all around you. So I think that's one thing people they lose is building the people around you. Because uh, when you get when you get to the top, or you never know, because someone who you're mentoring could be that next superstar. So you might be asking them for a job or for a donation or anything like that. So just building that those relationships with people around you and uplifting those people you'll be able to, to sustain success a lot longer. That's awesome. Devin, I never, I never even knew this, but I kind of assumed it. When, when people get injured in their career with two years left, can't the school like cut your scholarship? Like, can't they say, okay, you're injured now and you're not playing. Yeah, you're done. Or did somebody like give you the opportunity? Like did somebody come and say, one of your coaches you were close with that said, man, like you, you were, you know, about to be here. I know you can coach everybody else. How about you keep your scholarship? I'm going to lend you this, this branch to, you know, to, to keep yeah. you involved. Was there somebody that did that for you? Yeah, absolutely. So, so typically, you know, it's a fine line because if, if someone can't physically perform at a high level, the NCAA does have, have a waiver where they can transform their athletic scholarship into an academic scholarship. Um, so that's essentially what happened to me. Now, some schools, um, you know, who don't care about people can force you out and don't really care about you. Um, but obviously, you know, Ohio State, you know, with Jim Trussell and his staff are guys that care about people. So uh, they allow me the, the opportunity to obviously keep my scholarship, but also stay a part of the program and coach, uh, which actually allowed uh, one of my uh, best friends, Trevor, who wasn't on athletic scholarship, you know, when they kind of transitioned mine from athletic to academic, um, he was able to get on athletic. Um, so it was actually a win-win for everybody. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, God had a plan for my life. So uh, even though I didn't make it to the NFL and, and couldn't, 
you know, succeed that way. You know, I think God knew that my heart, who my heart was, and I had a heart for kids. And you know, who knows if I was in the NFL, if I'd be coaching right now, I might be somewhere on a beach chilling. You know what I'm saying? So by not using the gift, the gifts that God gave me to, to impact people. So um, that, that was, you know, um, not even in my plans, but that was God's number one plan for me. That's where I am right now. And I'll continue to do that. That's awesome. If you have uh, one way that you can just disconnect and spend your free time, what is it? I'm traveling. I'm out. I'm, I'm gone. So <laughs> that, that's, that's an easy, easy one for me. So um, anytime I want to, you know, get away, I like to travel and actually just like to, you know, explore, you know, nature, um, just kind of be at one with the, with the earth. I know it sounds crazy, but I think just being able to be on water, um, being able to see, you know, just land, um, there's something peaceful about that. Um, you know, obviously, as you know, you know, we're so all busy people. Um, but some, some, sometimes just, just being at peace and being disconnected from, from the world, it seems like, um, and, and God's greatest creation, which is the earth. You know, I think there's something, um, very powerful about that, um, that I wish more people would do and, or could experience. Where, where, where do you like to go? Do you like beach more? Uh, woods? Uh, that's a great question. I, I don't know. I, that's a great question. Um, I would say more water would be probably my number one. Um, but I'd say they're all up there. I think I like seeing different sites, um, you know, whether it be water, land, you know, what, whatever it is, I'd like just seeing different things. Uh, I know I, uh, not too long ago, I was uh, in Arizona and did some hiking and some beautiful sightseeing. So uh, I like to see trails and things like that. So uh, just being able to get away um, can really do something about clearing your mind. Yeah, for sure. What um, you had mentioned, the, you know, busting through walls and stuff and not letting things uh, discourage you from moving forward and giving up. Do you have any, you know, memorable failures or biggest challenges that you felt like you had to overcome? I know you had mentioned that the, you know, the first ones are the hardest, but do you have one memorable one that was that when you made it through, you knew you could do so much more? Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, one of my biggest struggles <clears throat> was creating my nonprofit. Uh, so obviously just getting all the, the ins and outs, the paperwork of, of that getting done is already is one of the toughest things, um, you know, you can accomplish, but really just understanding what I wanted to do, but also getting people to believe in what I was trying to do. So um, at first, you know, one didn't really know how I wanted to kind of go about, you know, uh, my organization. Um, and because I wasn't sure, you know, maybe some other people weren't sure, but, you know, really thinking to myself, is this worth it? You know, do I have time for this? Um, but then as time kind of got on and I started to do more and impact more people, uh, people started to come on board. And so there was a time where I thought about, man, I'm just, just going to just kind of just let this sit here and not do anything. But then, you know, luckily I met um, some good people who really thrust me uh, forward. Um, and, and right now, you know, I'm impacting, you know, thousands of kids every year. And uh, hopefully we'll continue to do more. But, um, you know, a lot of kind of is being a steer entrepreneur, like when you create a business, you feel like it's going to fail. Uh, you know, and thinking you have this great idea and, you know, your heart's in it, but then really not seeing the results you want. Um, you know, but like I said, at the end of the day, not giving up because now that I, because I didn't give up, you know, other people are thriving because, you know, of, of that decision to not give up. Um, and uh, I think it's really a testament to really, you know, my parents who raised me and some of my mentors I've had, um, you know, even going back to Coach Trestle, uh, even, you know, coaching 
not us, not only just us on the football field, but also off the field, um, you know, through uh, mental training and things like that. I uh, really developed my mindset, uh, but also a lot of my former teammates uh, who, you know, going back to 2020, I remember we were on a Zoom call and we we're talking about how Coach Tressel, uh, he had something called the winner's manual. And uh, we would do some mental training uh, during fall camp for uh, the season. And we were just talking about how some of that mental training really focused or really helped us last year when, you know, coronavirus hit and a lot, a lot of the social injustice things were going on and, you know, everyone's down mentally and, you know, he kind of taught us how to focus and also how to be mentally tough. And it really helped us push forward, um, you know, last year when, you know, you know, some people were in ruts and, you know, just didn't know how to adjust, um, you know, some of that mental training really helped us. And I really want to kind of help kids do the same thing. Uh, actually with my, my book that's coming out here in a couple of weeks called the mental manual is really helping, you know, young student athletes and people in general, just really trying to push forward through life find ways to stay positive throughout the situation. Uh, just train yourself uh, for those tough moments so um, you don't give up before your time has come uh, for success. I got the actually it was this right here at oh, my cool. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a thick book. Um, can you tell like talk about the mental manual? I mean, this is a lot of paper in here. A lot of the kids yeah. a lot out of it. Yeah, so the mental manual is a 365-day journal um, that will kind of guide you from January 1 to you know, December 31st. Uh, it can be used for individuals. It can be used for in a team setting. Um, you know, we'll talk about certain topics like attitude, class, discipline, enthusiasm, hope, love, humility, responsibility, teamwork, mental toughness, uh, persistence, uh, being a hero. Uh, there's a lot of great stories, a lot of great quotes, but then at the end of the day, we're going to train your mind because you really think about, you know, where your mind goes all the time. Um, a lot of us with, with technology, we're on our phones, looking at social media. And I would say about 75% of social media is sometimes negative um, or is not really giving you any kind of great uh, mindset of how to build yourself. It's kind of clutter. It's just like clutter, you know, um, but if you can kind of focus on uh, positive thinking, uh, even just 10 minutes a day, you, you got to think, you know, 10 minutes a day or 365 days straight. That's a lot of time to train your mind. So when it's time to actually make decisions um, on attitude, on humility, on mental toughness, on persistence, you're already trained for that moment. Just how, you know, in 2005, we're playing the team up north, a.k.a. Michigan. You know, we're, we're in the fourth quarter down by five and we had to score a touchdown to win a Big Ten championship. Coach Tress is like, you know, I taught you guys how to handle adversity. And we go out there and we score a touchdown. We win the Big Ten championship. And we didn't know that we were, we were trained for that back in August through, through mental training, you know, and I think when, when 2020 hits and the coronavirus hits and be, people's businesses are crashing and they don't know how to adjust, you know, they don't, we don't just tank, we move forward. And not only do we move forward, we thrust forward, we go forward. And I think I want to do the same thing for kids because I've seen uh, how last year when the coronavirus hit, you know, kids, they, they're losing opportunity to, to do something they love to do uh, with sports. Uh, you know, they're staying home from school, um, you know, in environments they can't get their work done environments they don't have food um you know people are losing their jobs um, they're at home with their kids they don't know how to deal with their kids and, and I'm, I was in the same boat you know but at the end of the day if you can have if you had training uh, of mental toughness and how to have a positive thinking of every situation uh, you'll find the best out of that situation and uh, it's easier said than done but i think when you have uh, some of that you'll be able to, to push forward. And I want to do that for uh, as many student athletes and people as I can. And so creating that, uh, 
that that big 400 page book that Elijah showed you will help you uh, do so. That's awesome. I uh, this has been a year of mental toughness for myself as well as I think a lot of people. Um, the mental coaching is is one thing, but also keeping up with it. Are, th- are there are there things that you do daily uh, to help keep you centered and present and, and to really condition your mind into, uh, you know, being open and accepting of things? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think even just going back to that manual, I, I use that manual every day, you know, even though I, I wrote it and just, you know, it's about to be published. I, I started January 1 and, you know, today I think it's January 14th. So I'm on the 14th day of the, of the book. So just really, like I said, consistently train your mind, you know, to do the same thing. And, uh, you know, in sports called fundamentals. If you do the same things that are, are your fundamentals to whatever you do, you know, you can always progress forward. Um, you know, I think just doing positive thinking and whatever that is, I think people underestimate, you know, reading. And sometimes you don't have time to read, you know, when you're driving to work, you listen to a podcast or something that's positive, you know, do, do something that's positive reinforcement every single day. Um, I know there was a study done with even right now with uh, teenagers and, you know, with phones, you know, you're, you're constantly scrolling through Instagram, you know, Twitter, you know, and uh, you're seeing someone that has more than you. You're seeing someone that's prettier than you. Uh, so what you're, you're training your mind potentially is I'm not good enough, you know, or I'm not pretty enough. I don't have enough. Um, but if you actually flip that around and have positive thinking, I am enough, I do have enough, you know, you're, you're adjusting your mindset a little bit uh, every single day. Um, and I think that's something that, um, you know, we all should take seriously. Um, I know even as adults, we all struggle with things that come our way and, you know, things that, you know, we didn't, you know, foresee. Um, and so just trying to, to flip the mindset of who we are and what we can be uh, can be very powerful, not only for ourselves, but like we talked about, for the bridge of people around us, you know, your family, uh, your coworkers, um, people that look up to you. Um, you know, just trying to do as much for them because we're strengthening ourselves. We can strengthen them as well. Uh, can be very powerful. That's awesome. So Devin, you know, something that, that got me most excited about, um, about beyond the game was the guys with ties program. And, you know, basically this, this, this podcast is a YouTube channel. It's for everybody, you know, it's, it's, it's not just athletes. It's not just podcast celebrities. It's not just dental professionals. It's everybody. And I feel that everybody can be, uh, you know, especially the, the, the male figure. I know you got a, a female one as well. And we're going to cut this short here in a couple of minutes. But basically, you have the guys with highest program. And a lot of people want to get involved with it. The reason why I wanted to get involved with it personally was because, you know, there's not a lot, um, or there is a lot of kids uh, that are out there that do not have male figures to look up to. They don't have, you know, a dad. They don't have uh, a dad that is a good mentor good father figure and to go in to teach these kids to essentially, you know, look at somebody in the eye when you're, when you're shaking their hand and open the door for people and dress nicely. And as you said, you know, look, look good, uh, feel good, do good. Like you don't have somebody that that figure to do that. And I'm actually trying to bring that into the dental community myself for dentists that want to go into these schools and actually show them what it's like to be a professional and essentially, you know, be a good uh, citizen of the community. But if people want to get involved with that, what is the best way uh, for them to be a mentor or them to, to be a big part of the schools uh, as this gets out to the people across the country? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can go on our website. It's just uh, www.gobeyondthegame.org. Uh, just check out about you know who we are as an organization. 
Um, and obviously you'll, you'll see all of our programs, including the guys with ties program that you're talking about. Um, you know, obviously you can, you can reach out to our guys with ties email, uh, which is just guys with ties at go beyond the game.org. Uh, that information is also on our website. Um, you know, just kind of find out how you can get involved. But what we want to do is trying to get, uh, you know, male role models involved, you know, with our young people uh, and teach them positive ways to do things. And at a young age, you know, we, we talk about starting our program. It starts with uh, third grade boys. Um, we've done, you know, higher grade levels, you know, fourth and fifth. But we talk about that foundation of who you are. Um, and we want to teach these boys early uh, how to be gentlemen, how to dress nice, the importance of looking someone in the eye, shaking a hand, um, the importance of community service, the importance of gratitude, how to write thank you notes, certain things that, you know, even, you know, me as a college coach, you know, easy, I've, I've, I've actually had to teach some of my college athletes how to write notes you know, or how to write, how to address letters, you know, in college, because I've never, they've never taught, been taught how to do it. So things like that just haven't been taught. And it's not their fault. You know, one thing in coaching we talk about is, you know, it's not fair to, to judge someone because they don't know something, you know, because they just probably were never taught. So we want to do as much as we can. So uh, you can go, they can go to our website and check us out. Again, that's just uh, go beyond the game.org and then um, check out our programs and all of our content information uh, is on that website. Awesome. If you had to give two people that you would like to essentially for us to interview on our next episode of Constant Smiles that you know that are making a big impact, super busy, you know, they're getting pulled in all directions, kind of like us, um, you know, who would those two people be that would be perfect, you feel, for the next uh, podcast? I think one of my good friends, uh, Alex Simon, uh, he's really big on the youth, uh, really great motivational speaker. He was in Stomp. Uh, one of my good friends, I think he's uh, he's an energetic guy, does motivational speaking all across the world. Um, and my good friend, Carlin Isles, you know, he, um, you know, is the fastest uh, rugby player in the world. Uh, got a lot of sponsors by, you know, uh, Red Bull and everything like that. But I think those are two guys who are quality guys who are doing great things, uh, impact, you know, thousands of people all the time. And they're different perspectives on, on things and in life and um, great guys, um, you know, I think that'd be great on a podcast. Cool. How, how do you wait? How do, how do you know uh, the rugby guy? Because I've I've seen his videos. Oh yeah, I can call him right now. It's one of my guys. He actually lives. Uh, he actually is from Jackson High School, which is a local high school here. Oh. Um, wow. So he yeah he's still playing and training and running. So uh, great guy. Uh, I actually was on a Zoom call with him uh, last week. So um, his workout videos are crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Dude, 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 fast as crap. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> awesome good stuff good stuff all right well thanks for for coming on and, and being our guest and uh anything else rich no man i really appreciate you being on Devin. uh thanks for all that you do i'm looking forward to seeing how everything uh plays out for you man absolutely thanks for having me on guys all right everybody we'll see you guys in the next episode and don't forget to subscribe to our channel all right see ya Thank you for listening to Constant Smiles.